and welcome to the Outrigger Waikiki, where we're back with another Surfers in Residence. I'm Marco, I'll be your host today, in for Tammy Moniz. And big mahalo to everyone for this opportunity to sit down and talk with pro surfer Alessa Holloway. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So where were you born? Where'd you grow up? So I'm born on the island of Oahu, and I grew up uh, on the west side of Makaha, Hawaii. Awesome. Very famous surf town. And who's responsible for all this? Who got you in the water and at what age? So my dad is the one who brought surfing into our family. And I think I started surfing at the, I don't even know. I think I started to surf at the age of three. Maybe. It, awesome. It's something you just had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I would think especially on this island and in that town. 100%. Yeah. And another thing that I always love about surfing is that it's so accessible too. It's not like $350 lift tickets and you need tons of gear. You can just borrow somebody's board. That's all we did. At the time, my sister was like a semi-pro, so she would just take me out. We'd go tandem surfing, and I had her boards. I pretty much just did that. So you already had a strong example right there going, yes. teaching you the inside track. My sister was sponsored by Roxy at the time. Oh, wow. And um, she was traveling all over the world. She went to, like, South Africa, Brazil, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. See yeah, I cool. bet. Talk about being jealous of big sis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when did you start competing? I started competing at the age of 10, 11. My first event was the Real Sun Menahuni Contest at Makaha. Wow. And now, was that, were you, did you already have a competitive edge or was that something you kind of had to, had to sharpen? No, I would, I definitely was very competitive. I grew <laughs> up with uh, two younger brothers. They're twin brothers, a year younger than me, and we we're always competing against each other. Ah, I see. And so when did, so your sister was already signed to Roxy. When did you get your sponsor? So I got sponsored by Billabong at the age of 11. I've, I'm so impressed with all, with not just that what you've achieved so early, but that surfing, I can't think of any other sport where you could go pro at that age. There aren't 12-year-olds running around the NFL. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a very different trajectory from any other sport, for sure. Yeah, and you must have had help managing all this, for sure. Oh, definitely. So at the time, uh, Coach Reno, Reynos Hayes was helping my parents navigate through my surf career. And then um, when I got sponsored by Billabong, I had my team manager at the time, Megan Villa. Mm -hmm. She's basically like my second mom. Okay. So, because I'm a minor, so she'd travel with me any everywhere I had to go. Uh, my mom and dad couldn't come with me because we had my younger brothers. Sure. Still needed all that attention and everything, so that worked out. Yeah, and the traveling is is so, it's such an important part of it. Obviously, all these competitions around, and once you get the sponsor, now you can actually go and do all these things. Because I know that it's so expensive to even just participate as far as at that level. Yeah. But uh, how did all that traveling at that age affect you? I mean, it's exciting, but how being away from home so much? You know, it's crazy when you're like in your teenage years. I felt like I was very oblivious to everything. I just wanted to travel and I had a bunch of friends and um, I did miss out a lot on school. I'm mm -hmm. gonna lie, but I was like, oh, I'm surfing these amazing places in the world. Yeah. That's all I focused on. Yeah. And I was so heavy into competing that I just wanted to do well. And you know, and traveling in itself is one of the best educations I think you can you can do anyway. I feel like having that opportunity to travel around the world, I've learned so much that school hasn't taught me. And I'm not saying school doesn't teach me anything, but I am very thankful for all those opportunities, getting to see different countries, and it makes you appreciate home as well. There's just certain places sure. where, you know, it's like life's hard. I've been to a lot of third world countries, and it was very different. 
Mm-hmm. And then I come back home and Hawaii's paradise. So uh, I'm like, why am I taking this place for granted? Was there a place in particular that made a real mark upon you, especially at that age when you're traveling the world with your eyes open? I spent uh, quite a bit of time in Brazil. Oh, and cool. Actually, Brazil's beautiful. It's a beautiful country. The people are beautiful. But there are definitely some more humble places where yeah. this is something that wouldn't happen back in America or even in Hawaii. So right. I was like, we're very fortunate to have, you know, a system that works here. We had uh, we had Eduardo Bolioli uh, on the on the program a couple uh, guests back, and he's from Uruguay. And surfing was illegal, and the military would patrol the beaches. Can you imagine? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, you would get yeah. jailed. So okay, so and when you were, uh, you know, finding yourself a little bit homesick, any tricks uh, to get over it? Yeah, I actually listened to a lot of Hawaiian reggae music okay. when I was traveling. I would listen to um, Ikolu, Rebel Soldiers, um, Rebel Soldiers, sure. Who else? Uh, Fiji. BG, yeah. right on. I loved it when I moved out here and just heard all the Jawai and I was like, oh, what a oh, nice. Oh, the best. Yeah. yeah. And it, fit, it just fits the environment. You can see why why Marley connected with these islands so so well, you 100%, know. 100%, yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for any young athletes that are that are coming up? Because, I mean, you seem to like make it sound so easy, but I'm sure it's not. Oh, it's definitely hard. I feel like if there's one thing I could say is um, don't forget to have fun. I feel at, like, especially this generation, it's so different from the time when I was growing up. Um, we're just a bunch of kids who love to go to the ocean every day and surf. Mm-hmm. And I feel like parents these days and the kids these days are like, they're out there with their camcorders. And, yeah. and then it, it's just so, like, that's what they're there for, which is yeah. cool. Like, that is, you definitely need that focus. But I think if you're too much focusing on, like, I need to get sponsored, I need to do well in these contests, I think it takes away the moral of what surfing is. So don't forget to have fun. And later, I want to get back to a little bit to that of what it means to you. But your dad, there was some advice from your dad that I that really ranked with me, where that he was saying that win or lose, always have a smile on your face. Oh, yes. Win or lose, always have a smile on your face. Um, my dad would say that to me all the time because I used to have the most sour face. I was so hard on myself. And... Um, I was wondering why you were saying that. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was really hard on myself, but that saying taught me a lot about being humble, mm-hmm. about representing yourself on a level where you show, you know, good sportsmanship. And I didn't want to be a person that identified by the results I was doing. Like, I didn't want to identify by my result. Yeah. So when my dad said that, it was just, you know, to be happy and, like, you went out there and you gave it your all. It sounds like he was already seeing the, the role model potential in you. So when when did you realize that you might be a role model to other people? And, like, did you feel like you were ready for other people to be looking to you? It's crazy when you start seeing people look at you that way. Um, and I started noticing it a lot when I'd come home and I'd have my little cousins at the time be like, oh, I'm a teacher, so cool, you get to do this, I want to do what you're doing. And I'm right. like, oh, shoot, I'm an example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of came out of nowhere. But it's such a gift to... Um, you know, be that type of person in someone's life. And all I ever want to do is, you know, represent myself in a way where I'm being good to people and giving aloha and giving back to my community. So if I can do that, then I feel like I'm doing something. Well, it sounds like dad did a real good job. Dad was, yeah, dad did a lot. Now you're a role model. So who were your models? Who were your role models? Who were you looking up to, like, before they were looking at you? My family. I give a lot to my mom and my dad. There were so many sacrifices that had to be done. At the time, I was so oblivious. But my dad, would, he had a 9-to-5 job. He'd actually wake up at like 5 a.m. He was a truck driver. 
5 a.m. to get to his job at 7 a.m. to clock in, and he'd be out driving all day. And then he'd finish at 4 p.m., and at the time, I lived really far from the beach. He'd rush his cell phone, mm-hmm. get my brothers. We're, like, we're kids, so imagine rounding up a bunch of kids. Get us all ready, and then he would drive us out to Kewalos. I lived, like, a half an hour or almost 45 minutes away, depending on how traffic was. Mm-hmm. And I literally had, like, maybe an hour to 30, like, 30 to hour session and my dad did that every day and i didn't realize like at the time like wow he really did a lot it's funny how sometimes years later you look back and you all of a sudden you understand things that your parents didn't at the time i was so at the time i wish i was more appreciative right because now i i understand what it's like i have uh my own son now and i'm like this is tough this is hard yeah and i can't believe my dad did this but my siblings, so yeah. Well, that's awesome that he put he 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 saw a future for you and the family. That's amazing. And now, were you looking to any other sports for strategy, inspiration, or you know, it's weird. Not so much other sports, but other athletes who are also my friends. I mm-hmm. looked to as an example at the time when I was on tour. I would travel with Krissa, and I always loved the way she carried herself. I stayed with her at Bell's, uh, a couple other places, and we'd be up at like 5 a.m. in the morning in the water by like 5.15. The sun's not even out yet. It's cold. But that's the mindset I think you need to have to want to win. And look, she's winning. So I've, if anything, I look to other athletes. Other athletes? Yeah. It's amazing because I can't think of, again, like just with how much can come so young with surfing. The only other thing I can kind of... Ad- correlate is like with child actors where you're forced to operate at such a level of maturity at at such an early age you know it's really impressive okay so let's talk about like what you do to prepare so um i read somewhere you uh you were a fan of three things right planks protein and passion oh make sense make sense of that for me so it's actually funny a lot of people who know me growing up i was i did not eat well Really? No, I was a terrible eater. Huh. Like growing up on the West Side, you're very limited to all the health food. So I was okay. eating like Jack in a Box, 7-Eleven, McDonald's, you name it. Right. And then I got to an, an age where, you know, I'm traveling. There's no McDonald's everywhere. Yeah. Like, you have to eat what there is. And I remember yeah. traveling with um, a bunch of other kids and their families and they're eating healthy. And I'm like, oh, I think I need to start eating healthy too. But sometimes that's hard because we, because... It doesn't necessarily taste the best right off the bat. You it's gotta, awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of the things that you do have to really gain growing up. Like, I know that there's times where you don't want to eat something or you don't want even training. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really good at training at the time. I was just going off a of talent. And then I got to a certain age where I'm competing against women who are talented and trained. Mm-hmm. So I'm just slacking off here and not doing my part of the job. It came to an age where I, I realized, like, working out is very important. Mm-hmm. What you nourish your body with is very important. I just started looking up to my friends, seeing how th- what they were doing, their programs, and see what fit for me. And, again, at the same time, like, everything in moderation. Right. Right. Like, I don't think you should be a complete health freak. Like, you definitely yeah. should have your moments where you can, like, let go a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And what about mentally? Because there's a, such a mental component to competition. Oh, that mental one is tough. Yeah, I would I, think. I think in any sport, it's pretty much 90% mental, really. I think if you can just have a positive outlook to life, and again, in the competitive place, I don't think you should let any uh, any result identify you at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times you're not going to have a good day. There's times where you're going to have a terrible heat, and we just can't let that, you know, 
represent what you are. Seems like it kind of circles back around to make sure you have a little fun too. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. So you're not just focusing just on this result. So now what about, what's a recovery period from, you've got to recover physically and mentally again, you know, maybe maybe you won, maybe you didn't, you know. Yeah. Uh, How do you, how's your reset button? I think it's (laughs) great to have other outlets. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes um, if I don't feel like surfing, Mm -hmm. I still love the ocean. I'll go to the beach Mm -hmm. and I'll just swim or just cruise on the sand. And um, I like to paint. I'm not the greatest painter, but it's just another way for me to let go of energy and frustration. Reading's great too. I like to read. I was blown away when I was watching rock running just because I thought it was just so cool. And I mean, the dedication and just, I mean, just the experience. If you don't know what rock running is, Google it because it's amazing. Is there anything else that's like any exercises that are so surf specific? Because with surfing, you're competing on a moving surface. Right. It's not like tennis or basketball or anything else that's got a static form, you know? Right, right. So any tricks to how you keep yourself like that loose? Surfing is the whole foundation, but I think you need to do other things outside Mm. of surfing, like training, for example, like to create a strong foundation. You do need to train. And um, since I moved back home, I've been going to Tactical and he, the coach there is called Darren Yap and he's been training my husband forever. And I've just been doing a bunch of the stuff there and it's been great for my body. I feel stronger. And then- It's gotta be pretty intense. It's intense. Not going to lie. But then there's, uh, I also go to one of my other friends, our friends, his name is um, Itani and Michael. They just opened their gym. It's been open for two years. Um, It's called Itani Athletics and their concept's super cool. It's more for your recovery and building back strength. Say, like they've been helping my dad who recently had a stroke and it was crazy. They were telling him he couldn't walk again. They definitely helped him to that path where now my dad can walk and drive. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But you definitely... You can't let what people tell you you can't no. do. Especially like, it's amazing. No, yeah. Like, I feel like you are your only limit. You tell yourself what you can and cannot do. Right. Mark Matthews had some stuff to talk about fear and overcoming it and just... And a lot of what, like you were saying, 90% mental. Yeah. That the, the, the trick with him is that he's a pessimist. So everything he thinks of is negative. So he, he's tricked himself on how to think of... Of, of just always finding a positive to, to, to yeah. get stuck on instead of a negative to yeah, get stuck on. Yeah, it's very easy to be negative. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in today's world with like so much news and, and stuff coming at you a million miles an hour. 100%. So well, after the heat's done and, you know, what's a good, what's a, a comfort food or guilty pressure? That, what's a reward look like? You know what? When you eat well, I feel like I've been on a good path where I get to kind of be naughty. Yeah. Yeah, but lately... Uh, I burn a lot of calories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love pizza. Pizza is kind of my go-to. That's what I was going to ask. Usually it's a sweet or a savory. I like savory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too much of a sweet person. I would always take a slice of pizza over a slice yeah. of cake. Yeah, or like uh, pizza or um, hamburger steak. Hamburger steak? I love hamburger steak. I can't do it all the time. No. If I had to, yeah. No, back to the moderation. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about your gear. What kind of board? Like, what's your? what are you riding? So I've been riding Mayhem uh, Law Surfboard for since I've been on tour, which was back in 2013. Mm-hmm. So I've been riding Mayhem's for a while, and I love them. He has a good uh, fun board. I use the RNF. Okay. That's basically what I've been surfing lately. I haven't been on an actual short board thruster in a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mayhem, he's the go-to. And, and like, what's your favorite type of wave to compete on versus what do you like to, on a day off to just surf for fun? If there is one wave that I do miss competing, it's definitely uh, Honolulu Bay. 
Okay. That wave is amazing. It's in Maui. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Mm-hmm. And it's just this big right-hander that goes off into the bay. And it's amazing. I haven't surfed there in a long time. about how big? It can really hold its own. It's, uh, it's breaking when Jaws is huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this place could get four feet all the way to like... Yes, yeah, so we're not talking about three foot Santa Barbara. But... No, no, but I want to surf it like a good four to six. Uh, other than that, I'm like, okay, this is a different type of surfing. It's totally a different type yeah. of surfing. Yeah. A different board and a different 100%. mentality and prepare for a different type of cost to pay. If, yeah, you know. yeah. Your your thought process is different for sure. Yeah, I would think, I mean, I, I don't know, we had a talk with, I did, with Tammy got to interview uh, Luke Shepardson. And and it was just like like it's just so amazing. We went up there on my birthday one time to watch to to watch it all break and just to feel the beach vibrate. I mean, you know what's going on. That's a different type of intensity. And yeah. that big wave surfing, I see like you you have you're very different. Like I always tell my friends who charge, I'm like you are on a whole different level. Yeah, like you got to be kind of crazy to do that. Yeah, and and we're super confident. And what really struck me with him is that physically he's like kind of like modest, you know. He doesn't. He's not like some like some absolute like hulking guy, you know. Like it's really it just shows what kind of skills you actually need to 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 accomplish that. So, what are some of your other favorite breaks? I love Makaha. It was of course. It's a place where I get to really surf on any different board. I can longboard, truckboard, board, you name it. Um. And the beach is amazing, and it's home. And then um, outside of Hawaii, I do miss going to the Mentawise. Kandui's, I love that left. Haven't been there in a long time. But um, And the Maldives. Maldives is so great. So beautiful. Yeah. I have yeah. not been, but man, it's so beautiful. All right, so I was going to say, what are you up to when you're not surfing? So drawing, some intense workout stuff, um, eating some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now lately, uh, I have a son. No, yeah. Zine's right. Congratulations, getting married last Thank year, you. by the way. Thank you. Still and getting used to the name? Yeah, and it's funny. I didn't realize. I lived in California for about eight years. So when I graduated, well, uh-huh. technically when I finished being a teenager in Hawaii, I moved to California because it was just easy to surf and compete and travel. So I was gone for eight eight years. I didn't really pay attention to what was going on at uh-huh. home. And then I moved back. I didn't realize how famous my husband was oh, right. at the time. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, you're with Max Holloway. And I'm like, yeah, so? And he's just someone who we went to school. We went to the same school. We were on the same side. But it's it's cool. Um, since having those two in my life, it's been life-changing in the best ways. Yeah. Um, I'm a mom now. It's awesome. It's cool. It's This is why I appreciate my dad so much. Yes. Yeah. Nothing it's, like becoming a parent to appreciate oh, yours. It's crazy. Huh? The things that you just didn't. Like, the things you looked over at the time and right. looking at it now, like, wow, my parents did a lot for me. Oh, my God. And do you hear yourself saying those things that you all, didn't want it? All the time. <laughs> I, I feel like the biggest hypocrite, too. There's times when Rush would get super lazy on something. And I'm like, uh-huh. can't be lazy. And then I'm like, oh, wait, when I was your age, yeah, I was the same. Social media, I mean, Max is huge on it. You're huge. You have an army of social media fans. And it must have just blown up with the two of you joining forces. Oh, for sure. Having those platforms, there are definitely pros and cons to it. Yes. Let's talk about this because surfing is one thing. And then being, uh, you know, well, obviously, as soon as you get signed, you're a spokesperson. So you kind of get used to that to a certain degree or you got used to being a role model. But social media could be like it's it's a necessary evil. Like, so did it come naturally to you or did you have to really work on it? So it's so funny. I feel like... uh... 
during my competitive years, like growing up, um, that's when Instagram started coming up. And, yeah. and um, it wasn't so hyper-focused as it is now. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything you do needs to be on social media. If no one recorded, then it never happened kind of thing. Yes. But I also have to say that, um, you know, social media is a great platform for anybody to represent who they are and to kind of just, you know, channel what you are. But I do feel like you don't have to represent everything that you are. Like, there's things that people want right. you to see, and you don't have to look so deeply into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's a great place. And, again, everything in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's good because you can have a certain amount of it that's polished. You can have a certain amount of it that's kind of more, like, real person. Yeah, a certain exactly. amount that's private yeah. to you guys. No, you like, know? yeah, social media, It you know, it's great to get information Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things you learn on social media, and, yeah. and um, there's times where I have friends who live in Australia. I'm not, I don't see them right. like how I used to. So it's a great platform just to see how everyone's doing. It's a great place to check up on yeah. people. But again, it's also a place where I feel like you don't need to be so focused on it. Even yeah. for up and coming kids, I think they use it as their identity, which and they look at numbers, and I feel yeah. like that's not the importance. Yeah. You know, like you still need to be present and be here and still represent yourself from a wholesome point and um, not have to do everything where you're getting likes. Like you're doing it just to get likes. It's a really good message, especially for young people because it's so much a part of how they're being raised. It's a, it, 100%. You know, the, it's there since they're, it's their new reality. It's their new reality, it's crazy. So yeah, so it's good for some things, but you can't, it's like a tool. You can't use the same tool for every, every yeah. purpose. So going from social media, how was, I was working in the movie business because you worked on Soul Surfer, right? I did, I was. What was that like? I was 15 at the time mm-hmm. and that, it was super cool. Oh my God, still young, you need the movies. <laughs> it was um, honestly a great opportunity uh-huh. and I've had other opportunities to um, stunt double which was cool oh, and uh, cool. I've done a few commercials after that and it was it's awesome it's such a different space from what I'm normally used to and mm-hmm. it's thing I want to explore maybe later down the line but it was cool but that was wasn't frustrating because when you're when you're an athlete and you know what you want to do and you do it yeah and now all of a sudden you're dependent on all these other people is the camera right is the light right okay. right Oh, it's definitely uh, intense. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's not like in surfing where you're like you're free to do whatever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're underneath the camera and they're like, okay, you need to do this at this time. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. do it, then you're doing another take. So that yeah, it could be a little scary at first. But honestly, if you're doing something uh, that you're really good at and that's what they're asking you to do, then it, yeah. it gets you know, it's just don't think about it. That makes sense. If you're well cast, then it's going to be somewhat natural to yeah yeah okay and so big change all of a sudden well for the whole world when covid came and all of a sudden the entire world got put on a timeout yeah and so some people doubled down and maybe trained harder and wrote more songs and did whatever they do and other people finally were like i get a break which what what was it for you were you doubling down or finally getting a breather honestly for me it was finally getting a breather Mm -hmm. um before covid happened i was traveling every year at least, I was going to Australia at least twice a year, Europe twice a year. Like, it was nonstop. I was uh, executive platinum with American. That's how many miles I um, I just accumulated. So I was like miles. 16 or something. <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> For the first time when COVID happened, this was the positive. I didn't have to travel in maybe, so I started traveling at 11. It's a long time, actually. I'm like, I yeah, don't even think I'm about thinking. it. Yeah. 
it was, you were like on 10 for like a decade yeah like i exactly yeah. so it was the first time i didn't have to go anywhere right and it was nice and then me and max just were you know getting to our relationship and i got to you know just be home and really embrace that spend time with my family and do everything that i couldn't do right so i actually appreciated the time that COVID offered yeah it was definitely hard from the financial and career parts, but again, at the end of the day, like I got to spend time with my family, and yeah, create and build new relationships, which I felt wouldn't have happened. And after a decade of professional intensity like that, it's nice to kind of recoup for it, to to kind of recap. You it know, it was a yeah reset. Basically. Yeah, see what yeah. You, see what you've done. Yeah, no, it was a great time to actually see what I've missed. Yeah, and it so, looks like it gave you a lot of time. Like, well, you you got a husband out of it, first yeah, of all. Yeah. <laughs> Had a child. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, and now you're wearing the designs of other companies for oh the first God. time, for right? first time in... So this opened a large <laughs> space for you. So I've been with Bill Wong since I was 11, and I was with them for 18 years mm -hmm. and recently parted. And it's still good. You know, we left on good terms, but I sure. felt like I was getting to an age where riding with a company for so long... I didn't really know like who I was. Like I just wore billabong my whole life, so I didn't really get to express myself. Right. And now that I get to wear anything and, you know, not have these certain obligations, I feel like I'm more myself than ever. Mm -hmm. I get to wear whatever I want and represent my style based on me. Right. So it's cool. And now you probably know yourself a little bit more. At 11, you know, you're, you're probably oh, looking yeah. for more guidance and structure. 100%, yeah. So um, it's been liberating, really. And so what do you think is next? What's Because you kind of set your eye on a prize and just snatch it. So it's, what's next? It's, it's a new journey. It's a new chapter. And there's so much to figure out. And um, definitely going to seek out other avenues and, you know, all the opportunities I couldn't take on before. I'm definitely mm -hmm. looking there now. And, yeah, we'll see what comes. Yeah. yeah. I noticed because it's one, one thing with Billabong is they had, like, such elaborate social media things. Do you yeah. Dixie Rose or something oh, like that. So, so, so now you're in charge of your own creative content. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Just having the ability to create my own story. It's it's something that you don't realize can be taken advantage of. Mm. Not saying that Billabong did that, but, no, you know, there's a companies where they kind of dictate how you live. Yeah. So it's nice having that ability to live my life the way I want to live it. Yeah, I saw you and Max surfing. Oh, yeah. So are you guys super competitive between each other? Because you're both competitive athletes. Me and Max are the worst. If you see us in the room and we're competing, it's um, it gets really intense. Max is a person where even if you're better than him, uh, he he's so confident where he will tell you, no, I'm better than you. Right. And he's going to fight you on it to then. So, yeah, we're definitely competitive. But so, um, so you think he's the better surfer? You know what? It's <laughs> funny. I I think he knows. For sure, he knows that he's not. Okay. But I, but he'll say it anyway just to get, get a rise out of me. Right. But for sure, I'm the better one. Well, he's got, I mean, the determination in that guy. I'm oh, sure he just yeah. figures that if he just keeps saying it long enough, eventually it'll be true. He is that type <laughs> of person. Right. Yes, he will manifest that for sure. And, and so now that you have this freedom, do you have any plots or plans or where you're going to be in the next five, ten years? Or you kind of more like take it as it comes kind of, especially after so many years of structure? I'm just going to take whatever comes. I felt like for the past however many years of just having that structure life it's just nice to finally go with the flow mm -hmm. 
you know, like I can't control what's going to happen. And it's nice when you have these surprises. So what's a day in the life look like these days now that you have now that you've learned freedom? Oh, my gosh. It's all <laughs> over the place, to be honest. And then when you have a professional UFC fighter. <laughs> oh, that's true. He's got all of his he structure. Has a bunch of stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. But it's been good. I got I. Raising Rush has been great. I get to spend more time with my, my family, and I still get to go serve, hang out with my friends. It's actually been really nice. Well, you've accomplished so much. I think you deserve it. I think you could, you've you earned a little breather. And, uh, and yeah, now you get to say those parental things and roll your eyes yeah. and wonder what, you know, it's, how to raise a kid. hundred percent. It's great being a parent. I think that's definitely one of the roles that I'm excited to take on now. If anything, I feel like, this is the most important role ever. Yeah, yeah, it's the next generation. And so is there any anyone or any any group, organization, somebody, obviously Max and your son, but that you want to give a little shout out to? Oh, for sure, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to my husband. Of course. Yes, thank you for always being patient with me. And um, yeah, my family, family and friends. Thanks for always being there in my corner through the tough times. Right on. Well, that's a beautiful note to end on. So I want to thank you for coming down and enjoying this perfect day with us here and telling us your story because there's so many, I think, young people who can really, really learn from from your experience because it's not usual, you know, and it's not in a lot of sports. And, and oh, that's the last one because surfing is so special that it afforded you these opportunities. Right. And one thing I'm learning as I'm talking to all these accomplished surfers and people in the, in the surf culture is that it means something different to everybody and very deep, meaningful things. So what, you know, because I heard you saying that it wasn't just riding waves. It wasn't just a sport. Right. So what do, what, do, what do you think it means to you? Or what does it come to mean to you? Surfing, it's so much more than the sport for me, for sure. It's a lifestyle. It's, I guess, the best way I can describe it. Surfing to me is like that, that one-year-old friend that's never going to leave your side. You may not see each other all the time. But when you're there, yeah. it's like you never left. Yeah. Like that. Uh, just being in the ocean, being amongst friends, it's a great place to just let go. Yeah. To let go of all the negativity. So for me, surfing is, it's like a cure, really. It has a real, the combination of the the nature, and especially here in Hawaii, where you have these beautiful waters and sea life and turtles coming up right next yeah. to you. You know, I found it to be, for me, it's just a quiet spot. It's what yeah. it's a, it's just the Zen moment where you don't where when you drop in it's kind of hard to think about anything other than the wave that you're riding. Yeah, it, <laughs> you get to really just be out there by yourself too. Like it's a place where you get to you know decompress and mm-hmm. you know self evaluate what's going on in life. And it's crazy too because I feel like surfing has brought so many opportunities in many different ways. It's a yeah. great place to connect with people. It's a great place for you just to go in the water and be away from everybody it's yeah. wild and i love how you can keep doing it it's not like you're going to keep playing football into your 30s 40s 50s or oh, something yeah. like that i mean you might not ride the same waves or the same you know at the same operate at the same intensity yeah but uh randy rarick was the first he was just like i don't get anybody who you know surfers who quit surfing because right. of what it gives him on a daily basis 100 i feel like surfing is for everyone any age yeah yeah Right on. Well, again, thank you. I'm glad we remembered to talk about that last one because I was very curious. So thank you to Alessa Holloway for coming down and joining us today. As always, if you enjoyed this conversation and want to see more, make sure you hit subscribe and like on that bottom of your screen and share it with friends. And in the meantime, mahalo for watching and aloha. Aloha.